0: Hey Coyotes fans and welcome to Locked on Coyotes part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Richard Moore. And thanks for joining us here on the latest episode of Locked On Coyotes, available wherever you get your podcast, as well as uh, Megaphone and azcentral.com. Coming to you guys after the Coyotes dropping back-to-back games against two of the league's uh, worst teams. They lose to the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim 4-2 to on Wednesday and then suffer a 3-2 overtime loss to the Los Angeles Kings. On Thursday at Gila River Arena, and the Coyotes right now are in a little bit of trouble. They are still in a wild card spot, they're in the first wild card spot with 58. 58- points uh right now but the teams ahead of them are starting to pull away vancouver up to 62 points with two fewer games played than the coyotes vancouver one fewer game played and 60 points edmonton three fewer games played and the same amount of points at 58 vegas also one fewer game played uh and 57 points so the coyotes are certainly not helping themselves they'll be back in action on saturday against the surging chicago blackhawks who have 54 points and two fewer games played than the Coyotes. So Chicago, if they win two games in hand uh, against the Coyotes, uh, and the Coyotes lose those two games, and like I said, one of those games coming between the teams, uh, Chicago will be right in line with Arizona, which is uh, the optics of that considering all the trades that the Coyotes have made with the Blackhawks would certainly not be good. But not all hope is lost for the Coyotes. Still 29 games left. That's 58 points still available to the Coyotes. So 58 points the Coyotes have earned. They have the same amount of possible points still on the table. So it is not, I, I, I understand. And I spent a lot of time last night going through Twitter and, and going through Reddit and wanted to see what was on your guys's mind and what you guys were thinking. And it was a lot of doom and gloom out there. And I'm sure, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe you were a part of that. Maybe you weren't, maybe you were just kind of, uh, you know, watching the world burn as it were, but there were a lot of people out there saying that Rick Docket should be fired and, and, you know, heads need to roll and, I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit. Right now, the Coyotes, as things stand right now, as far as this season goes, they need to make the playoffs. They absolutely need to make the playoffs. They were four points short last year. Didn't really have any major departures. You know, yeah, you lose Kevin Conant and you lose Josh Archibald, but no major departures. You bring in Phil Kessel and you bring in Taylor Hall in December. If that team doesn't make the playoffs, then maybe we need to talk about some changes. But as of right now, if your goal is to make the playoffs – what's your best option? Your best option is Rick Tockett. And if you don't think your best option is Rick Tockett, I'm sorry. I just don't see where your logic is coming from. And sure, you, you might say, oh, well, Gerard Gallant's available. Oh, Peter Laviolette's available. Who says they even want to come to Arizona? You can't just say, oh, well, you know, you know Peter Laviolette's available. All we have to do is tell him to come to Arizona and he'll be here. Well, who, according to who? You know, who Who says that Peter Laviolette wants to be here? Who says that Gerard Gallant wants to be here? You know, Rick Tockett's here, and John Chica has crafted a roster to fit Rick Tockett's playing style. The best chance the Coyotes have at reaching their goals this season is with Rick Tockett behind the bench. And I understand the frustration. You're looking at a team right now that is three, five, and 3-5-2 in their last 10 uh, they just finished an absolutely horrendous January schedule, or January. not, it uh, wasn't an unfriendly schedule, but a, a very bad record-wise uh, in January. And look, I understand their goal differentials all the way down to, uh, you know, plus five. It, it has not been going well. They're 12-10-3 at home, that's not great. 14-11-3 on the road. That record has really sunken in January. Things are not going well. Things are not going well, but you, you haven't had Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper should be back uh, very, very soon. Uh, he did skate uh, on the ice at Gila River Arena on Friday. Still not cleared uh, you know, for a, to be a full participant or, or cleared for game action yet, but we are expecting him to, to sort of uh, be coming back very soon. Oliver Ekman Larson was injured uh, in the game against the Kings knee on knee collision with Dustin Brown. Uh, Rick Tockett told us that he got an MRI, but we're not really sure the results of that MRI. And uh, he's being listed as day to day with a lower body injury for now. So his status for Saturday is up in the air. Brad Richardson as well uh, could play Saturday, but still questionable. Uh, Barrett Hayton still not cleared for contact, but uh, is getting there. So there's your little injury update segment of the program but kind of getting back to the bigger picture of things you know it's it's really just the only conclusion you can reach is that Rick Tockett is still the the best person for the job right now and like like I said that doesn't mean he's safe after the season he does have a year left on his contract so he is under contract for next season but if the Coyotes continue what they're doing right now and they don't make the playoffs I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Rick Tockett could be dismissed but at the same time I think you, we're seeing a lot of fans a lot of hockey fans a lot of Coyotes fans you know whoever sort of kind of pivoting off of this coaching car- coaching carousel that we're seeing around the NHL you're seeing so many guys so many coaches being dismissed and I think especially the sense uh, that I'm getting is the way Gallant was dismissed so abruptly—someone who, you know, could have been a Jack Adams candidate had he turned things around in, in Vegas, which was, you know, they're still in playoff position, right? They were in playoff position; uh, they were in first place at the holiday break, and yet Gerard Gallant gets fired. I think that's kind of given people a sense that the second anything goes wrong, their coach should be fired. That's not necessarily the case, and that's not how things have worked around the league for a long time. Uh, and I think especially in the Coyotes' situation, who else are you guaranteed to be able to bring in to give you more, uh, you know, uh, a better chance here? I mean, do you do you fire Tockett and, and put Phil Housley there? Do you want John McClain as your head coach? So I don't really think there's anybody in-house you'd rather have than Tockett. And if there's nobody in-house you'd rather have, then who do you want to grab from out of the house and you don't that's you, you don't even know if they want to coach for you at that point and so that that's really i think the thing to understand for for when you read all of this you know uh hashtag fire talk it and you 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 read all of these comments and all of this discussion i, I just think i just think you need to understand the full situation a little bit because that that is the situation you you can't uh, you can't just fire a, a coach because things aren't going well. You have to think about the repercussions. What happens after the coach gets fired? You know that is that that is what you need to consider. If if the goal again, if the goal is to make the playoffs this year, and you're trying to decide right now what's my best route to get there, Rick Tockett is your best route to get there because you don't have any other guarantees. I mean, look at like I said, look at your in-house staff. Do you think? McLean or housley gives you a better shot probably not and nothing against those guys but they, they just don't inspire a whole lot of confidence in terms of you know head coaching and and leading this team to a playoff spot and i mean who is saying that Gerard Gallant wants to come here you i mean i think it's just really just an assumption oh galant's out there let's go get him well uh okay you know that's that's really just not how it works so that's really kind of i wanted to respond to that because you know obviously my mentions and a lot of other writers mentions and reddit boards and and you know the internet was just populated with all of the stuff i just sort of wanted to address it and give you all my opinions on on the whole uh, fire talket movement but uh coming up on the program we're going to be answering your listener questions questions that you sent in to me at remoran underscore azc obviously a tough time for the coyotes right now not only are they on a bad losing streak but they're losing to bad teams Uh, they're also Also, right now their captain is injured, who knows how long, and they're being investigated by the NHL for some recruitment violations. We'll be getting into that and your questions right after this break. All right, guys, welcome back. Richard Morn here on Locked on Coyotes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, talking Coyotes, of course, mired in a four-game losing streak, a very, very rough stretch of results and games for the Coyotes who have some other negative things uh, going on with them. I mentioned right before the break the, uh, the uh, investigation the NHL is going Uh, Is right now taking an investigation into the Coyotes for illegally working out uh, draft eligible Canadian Hockey League players before the draft combine, which is explicitly against uh, league guidelines, uh, as well as uh, some key injuries right now without Darcy Kemper. And, uh, you know, it's you know, a very, very good chance they'll be without Oliver ekman Larson on Saturday against the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, lots of, uh, you know, lots of reasons, I think, for for Coyotes fans to uh, be freaking out. I wouldn't necessarily be hitting the panic button right now. I don't think the season is lost. Like I said, there's still 58 points left. I mean, you can still double your entire season point total at at this point in the season. And I think uh, if you're in a playoff spot right now, uh, you know they're really not even I mean they're what four points out of first place it's really not uh, it's really not all doom and gloom maybe as much as as um, as some of you might think but I do want I do trust me I do understand um, I do understand the frustrations and I think that kind of came through loud and clear here on the uh, on the listener questions of course and uh, let's uh, we're going to get to those let's answer some of those and um, we'll take another break and answer the the rest of them afterwards but let's get to some some of your questions that you sent be, Los Coyotes, Steve, where's the work ethic? Are we playing scared in third periods because we can't trust our goalies to make routine saves? I do think the goalie has something to do with it. I think perhaps the Coyotes are overcompensating in front of the net. Maybe that's why they're spending a little bit too much time in the defensive zone. But right now, the Coyotes' time they're spending in the defensive zone is is leading to mistakes. They're they're defending, but they're making mistakes while defending, and that's leading to high danger chances against. Uh, so I don't know if it's... I mean, if I were overcompensating in front of my goaltender, I would be doing everything I can to break the puck out and spend time in the offensive zone, get the puck away from my goaltender instead of just sitting back in the defensive zone hoping that I'm going to keep shots to the perimeter because that that just simply hasn't been the case. Um Ben asks when will our suffering end? I'm not sure Ben. I mean, it would be well within the Coyotes' MO to, you know, lose against Anaheim and LA and then get wins against, you know, Chicago, Carolina and Edmonton all in a row. I mean, it's just that's kind of I think the there's there's a bit of a sense the Coyotes have kind of, you know, played down or played up to their opponents this season. I think that's more you know that's kind of our brains trying to create a pattern where one doesn't exist but it does certainly seem that way uh jonathan michaels when is his kemper back will hayton get a shot when he's healthy and with the struggles of grabner uh fisher and injury to richardson that i'm mean, gonna the hayton thing i think is very very interesting it'd be really kind of fun to see what what they can do with barrett hayton That rick Tockett said you know recently that you know Look, Barrett Hayton was just in a a big pressure situation at the World Juniors. You know, maybe he can handle this. Maybe he can come in for one of these struggling or injured forwards and and make a big difference. So when Hayton is cleared for game action, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if he gets a shot. And if he gets that shot, can he kind of help provide a much-needed spark? And when is Kemper back, probably, you know, it really seems like he's very, very close. I would say maybe a few games. Uh, that that seems to be uh maybe a few games from now i think that that's that's pretty fair uh tim Waugh, uh if i'm pronouncing your name right last name w-a-u-g-h sorry if i uh, pronounce that wrong tim uh, fans online are blaming talk for just about everything under the sun these days, including not pulling Kemper in the game. He got injured was Kemp's asked if he's a guy who'd want to finish a game in that scenario or was talk actually wrong and for keeping him in, well, we're not allowed to talk to injured players until they return and play a full game back from injury. So we actually can't ask Kemper that question on, at least until he's healthy. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I think talk, talk seems to be of the philosophy that if, if you're a player, like if, if you've, if you've shown, if you're Kemper right and, and you've shown Rick Tockett a lot in the last calendar year you've shown him that you are an elite 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 goaltender and uh, when you have a bad night I think Tockett is of the mind that you know you you or you deserve the right to um, you know stay out there and not get pulled because I think there's, there's a kind of a sense right where getting pulled is sort of a an indication that it, it I mean, it's, it's I guess it's a little embarrassing it's kind of a walk walk of shame right that that can be interpreted that way so I think kind of talk was taking the the point of view that you know Kemper deserved the chance to to stay out there and and, and finish it because you know of everything that he's done for us so whether or not that was a right or wrong move I mean you you can't it, it's impossible to say that just because Kemper got left out there he got injured I mean he got injured because a freak thing happened I mean who knows I mean it's just it's just the way things work I think it's you know, you're, uh, I think it's, you know, people are just trying to find a, a a scapegoat for why things happen, but really it's all just random and and it's just chance. And obviously the, you know, wrong place, wrong time. And you, you know, hindsight's pretty easy, right. In those, in those circumstances, but it's not always the, it's not always the answer, but I got more of your questions to uh, get to as we wrap up this episode of locked on coyotes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. All right, welcome back here to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Richard Moore, answering your listener questions following two tough losses to two of the NHL's bottom teams, the two bottom teams in the Pacific Division, Coyotes losing to them on consecutive nights. Uh, Right now, uh, I have your questions here. I have John Pletcher asking, uh, or just saying, it feels really disheartening right now to be a fan, and this has nothing to do with... Uh, with on the ice issues, I'm really disappointed about the illegal scouting allegations, even more so if this was a whole team effort versus one scout on his own. Still trying to kind of get to the bottom of that. you know, it's been you know that came out uh, you know about twenty four hours ago at, at the time of 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 uh, you know this this podcast being recorded. So there's been a lot of information gathering. a lot of people trying to you know figure out the policy and and, and find out what's going on. Really, all we know is that, Uh, They're being investigated. Uh, Some CHL teams have, multiple CHL teams have said that there's been contact. Uh, But this really feels like it's more of a you know, uh, some low level people, maybe not understanding this new rule that was instituted in 2019. So it had to have happened recently. The Coyotes have had a lot of, uh, scouting turnover. So perhaps somebody just didn't get the memo and that doesn't excuse them. That's still on, uh, that's still on Lindsay Hofford. That's still on John Chaika and the, the, the GMs, the assistant GMs and, and the guys who were up in charge of the hockey operation staff. I, it's, You know, this still might be a case of, you know, uh, intentional noncompliance, but it does sort of feel, you know, given the circumstances, I think there's a good chance, too, that it's really just more of a more of an oversight on the part of the coyotes either way they're looking at some pretty hefty fines and, and possibly even more uh depending on uh you know the severity of the issue and for more about all of that you can uh, go ahead and read me sports.azcentral.com I'm gonna be explaining that a little bit more in detail for you guys uh budget uh asks perhaps save your disappointment until it's shown to be more than allegations um, that was responding to, to John. Uh, Budget also asks, are fan expectations too high for a team stuck with a third-string goalie? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the goalie is obviously very important, but they're not the most important thing. So I, I don't know if expectations are too high. Um, I think when Kemper comes back, this team absolutely has to be a playoff team. There's no um, you know, ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's got to happen, and if it doesn't, then you know, maybe head's got to roll. Joe asks, is it it tough to be a reporter during stretches like this? If it were me, I'd want to tear into the team, but I'd also be worried about straining the professional relationship uh, between the organization and uh, and myself and the company I'd hypothetically work for. Well, Joe, I think the first thing I understand is we're not Coyotes fans, right? So I know, you know, you want to tear into the team, but for us, you know, we're – we're not fans of the team. You know, we really are just here covering the team. We're here to provide news, provide uh, compelling narratives, uh, and also hold the team accountable for the fans and for the supporters, you know, for the taxpayers and, and, and everybody in between, right? So for us, tearing into the team, it's not really applicable. You know, we might we're obviously under an obligation to ask those tough questions and hold the team accountable for, you know, uh, for, for all of those things that you mentioned and others have mentioned um, in this, uh, you know, in, in this comment section. But that that's the big thing, right? And you you want to – you have to ask the tough questions you have an obligation to, but you have to do so in a way that is fair and, and, and unbiased and, and gives – um, you know, you hold them accountable, but you also need to give them a chance to tell their sides of the story. So, hope that kind of uh, answered your question, uh Bob R. Who stole our team, and when do we get them back? I think Darcy Kemper might have taken them with him when he uh, went down with injury because it's been uh, a downhill battle for the Coyotes since Kemper got injured. But uh, it's a good question, uh, really really kind of confusing uh, what what happened here because uh, the Coyotes were tre- tre- just treading water for a bit and they're not even treading water anymore. They are falling under the water. They are about to start drowning and they better, they better learn how to swim pretty quick because things are, are piling up on them. The teams in the standings with them have games in hand uh, on the coyotes so if if those teams win their games in hand I, the coyotes are, are definitely in an upward an upward battle to to get back into this race kcaz investors says he came so close to becoming a season ticket holder again after the run they had but after the collapse and now illegal scouting allegations i just can't see myself making the time and financial commitment well kcaz uh you know far be it for me to tell you how to make your financial decisions, but, uh, certainly understand, you know, what you're saying. Like I said, these allegations, you know, they could carry some pretty hefty fines. Uh, again, it's, uh, you know, I think, I think everybody's mind is kind of going to baseball, right? When you see these allegations of, Oh, you know, look, this isn't sign stealing, you know, this isn't anything. Um, you know, what kind of competitive advantage this gives a team? We don't really know, Um, And we don't really even know if they did it or how much they did it. There's just a lot we don't know yet. Um, but certainly, you know, whether it's just an oversight or whether it was, you know, intentional noncompliance, hopefully we'll we'll come out in the report and we'll, we'll obviously be able to, um, you know, illuminate you guys once we get that information. But uh, certainly something to, to keep an eye on. And if I'm Alex Morello, I'm a brand new owner. I just took over this team. If you're telling me I have to pay, you know, possibly millions of dollars now uh, in fines just because of your incompetence, I might not be too happy with my hockey operations staff, but that's just me uh well those were your listener questions guys thanks so much for for getting those in uh obviously uh understand your 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 frustrations uh with this team it's you know a lot of promise and a lot of good runs that this team had at certain points uh, of the season it really feels like they've hit um they they've, they've hit a pretty bad low point uh right now but like i said it's yeah, it really if you guys have been following this team for long enough it really shouldn't surprise you if they come out beat and they beat chicago edmonton and and, and carolina in, in three straight that would that would be right in line with with what this team has, has done uh a lot this season but uh, thanks so much for tuning in guys i'll have another podcast for you after the chicago game uh, of course uh like i said uh, you know it's, it's, a, it's a tough time right now but but for the coyotes obviously uh you know things could be worse four points out of first place 58 points still left on the table. Still a lot of hockey to play. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next time.